quo are you kidding already august 29th and you are here at the we are mcbs podcast good thinking it's going to be a great day i'm jason gillette with me at the table i said effervescent last time and it really sticks i have a hard time branching out but the overly astounding Pete Episcopo. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jason. My wonderful colleague and brother in uh, solidarity here. I'm a morning person, so this flows right into my wheelhouse. And it's great to be with you and with everybody here today. Absolutely. I like sitting here and making magic, knowing that everybody else is going to click on the podcast a little later today and listen to us. I know. Isn't that great? It is. Cool. God, the, the millions. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they iTunes can download that many podcasts to that many people. It's astounding. It's amazing. Who knew? The technology. <laughs> well, it is a beautiful day here in Winter Park, and Pete and I are at the table of honor, and we are clearly not alone. We are here with the WooHoo crew. Woo! Boy. Listen to that. Mm. Everybody stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and got their coffee today. <laughs> While we got you on the mic there, Tasia, we've also got that little bit of Alexa resolution going on. Yeah, now for the dark news of the day. No, we talked before about Alexa laughing in the middle of the night and, you know, just <laughs> just becoming a human, basically. And now I guess Amazon is aware of it and they just said sorry. I guess they'll try to fix it with a software update. But yeah, they'll disable the laugh feature, I guess. And... I don't know. I mean, I still feel like we're going to die, but. Well, they need to go through and check the settings. So I guess they have to uncheck the box that says evil laughter. Right. And they just need to go double check and make sure they didn't accidentally click world domination. Right. They're right. so close to each other, I bet, on the checklist, oh, of, yeah. you know, what Alexa can do. But I don't even know why there would be like a laughter. Like, it's one thing to be like, haha, right? But like, why is she fully laughing? Like, a, you know what is I mean? Is it like a diabolical laugh? Yes. Or? Wow. Oh, that's creepy. I have another million dollar idea. You know how we can come up with these million dollar yeah, ideas we give all them away time. To the time and we give them away. So we'll give them this one. <laughs> how about somebody does like a YouTube video of like Jeopardy and it's Alexa versus Google versus who's the dude on Samsung? Bixby. He would lose though, probably against Siri. And you actually ask live questions and see who can win. Anyway, and I don't we'll, know if it's a million dollar idea. No, it is. I was working on a title. <laughs> we'll call it Ask Jeeves. Yes. Remember <laughs> Jeeves? <laughs> yeah. So I think there's one other bit of uh, Alexa news. Yes, she'll only answer. To children? Certain. No, she'll only give certain answers mm -hmm. to questions that children ask because she's trying to keep them age appropriate. But like, how does that work? Right. Because she has this diabolically creepy laugh during the night. Right. And then all of a sudden she's like a parent. And, you know, when the kids because talking. it's a robot, I told you yeah. evil robots. That's what they do. So like, I think Ozzy might have a point here, too. Go ahead, Ozzy. Are you in the house with us? There you go. I'm yeah. always in the house. With yeah, that's you. right. Absolutely. So they're doing this for a very specific reason, and I'm surprised nobody's come across these videos, that every now and then a kid will ask Alexa something, and Alexa will mishear them and take them to some adult-themed content. Oh, there. That, so there you go. Yeah, that's, so those yeah. videos kind of been spreading around, and there's some of the funniest things I've ever watched because it's not about, like, the kid, because the kid doesn't know what's going on. Parent does, and their freak out is amazing. But they're doing it specifically for that. Yeah, I've never seen parents dive over tables so quick to slap a digital assistant than I have on those videos. Yeah, and they're doing like video on the digital assistants now too, right? Because you got that version of Alexa that you can video chat and all that kind of stuff. So it starts making phone calls to your mom and then all of a sudden they're watching you in the house and you're like, you didn't know it. That's the, These robots are causing a lot of issues 
and they've got to make sure they've got their stuff together is what I'm seeing here. That's my takeaway. Program the thing so it doesn't get weird because I need to order pizza. Can it just do that? Yes. Well. Oh, well, kind of. But this whole thing of now what Google did, right, where it can actually make an appointment for you, but it sounds like it's a real person. Yeah. This stuff's getting... I mean, that whole HAL 9000 thing in back in 2000, I remember? Oh, Let's yeah. get old school here. Sure, sure. Right? So, like, that wasn't too far-fetched because here we are on a podcast in 2018 having these conversations, and yet if we just would have watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, we would have known this was coming. The warning was right there. In front of us. It was and right there. Yeah. We still went right ahead, plunged right in, go ahead with the AI thing. Yep. I was going to move the Alexa from one side of the room to the other, and I reached for the plug, and it said, what are you doing, Jason? <laughs> Will I dream? <laughs> you know, I, but I, lo I love the AI thing, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, we're on this topic. Let's just go for it. I really find a useful purpose, you know, for it, and I try to hang in there and automate my life, and, I, you know... Not to get like overly serious, but I have a learning disabled son. And frankly, if he can talk to something and have it do things in the house, mm -hmm. hey, man, that helps. Really, it's like having a, an assistant, a true assistant there. So I guess the takeaway is it's got its total benefits. But like anything, like look at the Internet. I mean, my goodness, it's like a, the greatest thing. And then it can be also the not greatest thing. So, yeah. yeah. Such is life. So I have something to add about like the whole robots and AI stuff. Mm -hmm. In my intellectual properties class, I had to do a debate about robots gaining licensing and copyright. Like you would have to go to the actual robot for them, not the creators. And it's already happening in the UK and New Zealand. And they're thinking about bringing it over to America because they're able to manufacture goods that humans can't. So you have to like get copyrights from a robot. And it's kind of weird if you think about it because... They don't have a mindset of their own. They're built by humans, but you have to go to a robot and pay the robot. Pay the robot? Yeah. What does the robot do with the pay? Well, it goes know. out and gets drunk. Yeah. All that oil. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> all, that, all that expensive oil it used to drink in that rot gut, but now with that big paycheck, you can get the high quality, high test, top shelf synthetic... This brings up the subject of in the future when we have no jobs, but we have universal pay. A lot of the way that people are trying to make that model work is by tying people's income, their future income, which isn't based on work because work will all be done by robots, but based on shares that you own in the robots. So a factory might employ a thousand manufacturing robots and you might own 2% of the shares in five of the robots. So that's where your income comes from. So it's interesting that already these days that we're just now getting to the point where we have robots creating and we owe them money for what they've done or mm -hmm. their licensing. And in the future, we might be relying on their labor to hand us our paychecks each week so we can buy our face food or whatever it's going to be. I mean, some of them are already appearing on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> robots? Yeah, yeah. The Sophia, Sophie. Hmm. Yeah. She like talks and they, they made her look human like too and she's really creepy very i saw the first time she came out and that was enough for me yeah. oh yeah right oh mm -hmm. well hey i think we'll survive this there's a really good chance that the uh, robot uprising won't actually come to be and either way whether we're fighting killer robots or living peacefully with them we're gonna need a place to live 
And it looks like the Netherlands has started to create a way for us to build homes in a way that we haven't done before. And we're going to let our very own Alexis Aho cover that for us. Alexis, what in the world are those Nederlanders doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's how, you, that's how you say it. I'm kind of a European expert. They're Nederlanders. Yep. I promise. Okay. So what is happening in the Netherlands in a small little town called Ennoven? Hopefully I'm saying that right. They are trying to make 3D printed homes mainstream as far as the country goes. So they are going to make five at first just to kind of like test it out. And they're just going to create the exterior and the interior walls. So they want it to be available to be livable by 2019. And so it's just going to be printed with a 3D printer, kind of like a arm that just like prints out concrete. Right. Yeah. So they're having these designers and architects come up with how to make these sustainable homes, like how to design them, what's going to be the best way to get this 3D printed material out. I got to find that site where they're talking about that because do the walls get printed out? Like, you know, is it built the normal way, right? You pour the concrete, like you're saying, and then they start putting up the walls and then your whatever, A-frame roof or whatever. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I've seen this on a small scale. I think we've all seen 3D printers work, but I've seen the mm -hmm. construction, the beginning of construction of homes, and they build the entire thing right there. And it's like Alexis says, with a giant arm, it's like the giant version of the small 3D printer. And uh, if you took a tube of toothpaste and squeezed it and made, <laughs> made a square and then made another square on top of that and kept going, uh, okay. you yep. would just keep building up like that. And one of the problems is coming up with a material that's going to harden quick enough and not slosh yeah. over the sides. And mm -hmm. that's one of the things they had to build. But this is so in line with what we're going to see in space exploration in the decades to come. Mm -hmm. We could launch tons and tons of pre-built, prefabricated yeah. spaceships and satellites and uh, what, do you, what do you call the thing where the people live? Oh, space, space stations. stations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those yeah. space stations. We could launch tons and tons of that up into the air or we could launch one small little manufacturing device and the material that it uses to create and then it will build all that stuff and that is the plan yeah. to have our robots in space build what we need before we even get there i'm just thinking beyond it even in media sets things like that you could start i mean if you're gonna build a house why can't you build a set with it and then so is this gonna be the more cost effective fast way and then you mentioned materials right can we find materials that are less expensive to go build something that's temporary because i've always wondered why our computer built to last so long yet we keep replacing them so quickly so we have to recycle right and so it became really important the materials became important what do we make this computer out of so this has a lot of great conversations associated with it love it so space yep homes and oh my gosh can you imagine the marketing team that's going to have to sell these mm, i have a million dollar no no <laughs> <laughs> So, Alexis, <laughs> thank you very much for bringing that story to us. Absolutely. As always, I can't believe those are people's jobs. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. And I believe we've got another story in the shoot. We've got our very own Jason Ferrer, and he's going to be talking to us about this Google Pixel phone and the news associated with it. Jason, what's going on with this Pixel? So, Google has already had backlash on the phone based on its design. However, it seems like someone has stolen a bunch of Google Pixel 3 XLs and been selling it in the Ukrainian black market for $2,000, which is going to be more than how much they're actually planning on selling it. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope you could buy a case of them for $2,000. Mm. They can't catch a break. 
like ever since it got leaked, it's just people have been bashing them on the internet and then it's got stolen and people are selling it for more than it's worth. I'm like, oh, poor Google. They're trying. Yeah. I follow this stuff pretty closely. And a lot of the YouTubers are already, you know, sometimes it's almost not fair though, because they're already evaluating a phone that hasn't even been really evaluated yet. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, got leaked and that got leaked and people's opinions are being formed long before they actually hold the device, mm -hmm. actually use the device or either like it or not like it. And so I almost makes me not listen sometimes, to be honest with you. And that's the takeaway for me is, yeah, okay, here we go. Another leak. But this one does seem to be he got the device and a lot of people are, I've watched a lot of videos on it already. Yeah. And I already saw that like they already made an unboxing video mm -hmm. of the device and Google hasn't even made yeah. a conference about it. Yeah, you see the headphones and everything, like the mm -hmm. wired headphones that come with it that look like the wireless Google headphones and even the instruction packets and everything are in there. This one's pretty yeah. intense, yeah. That sucks. And then like the way they found out was through sources from the first picture that was leaked. They went to follow the watermark and the watermark led them to Reddit. And then from Reddit, it led to another user's website. And from the website, you can find the Ukrainian black market where you can buy it. The uh, supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where you definitely have to start looking. You know, how do they drop them off the back of a truck that easily? Because <laughs> you're Google. At the end of the day, someone's getting fired. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope that 2000 bucks will carry him a ways. <laughs> well, and I think Pete brings up a good point. These early adopters for technology are brave people that go and get the technology and use it. But early adopters for technology news have to be a lot more wary because the self-appointed technology experts are going out and grabbing it and running their mouth before they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, right. Isn't that what we run into mm -hmm. in regular media, like mainstream media is like everyone's so jockeying for the story. And they're not really taking time to make sure it's mm -hmm. for real. Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to get my news a day late if I know it's going to be accurate, I guess. Yeah. And I don't need the phone that quickly. It's almost, you know, that yeah. race for them to get the story first. Right. It's like, okay, uh, calm down, guys. I'm quite happy with my Pixel 2XL. So, yeah. <laughs> my iPhone 5 still works. Yeah. Leave oh. me alone. We're not in the <laughs> rush that you guys are in. So just calm down. <laughs> but I guess, Pete, you and I are old <laughs> er, than most <laughs> i can see us podcasting by the way on rocking chairs at some really nice place absolutely right? yeah absolutely next week even yeah totally on our yacht i'm up for that bring it on well let's talk about that after we're done recording everybody it's been a beautiful day woohoo crew thanks for being here Pete, you and I have a lot to do today. Let's just get out there and make it a beautiful Let's day. Let's do it, right? man. I'm up. Let's All go. Right. And you guys in the listening audience, have a great day yourselves, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Deuces. So long. Bye. <laughs>